I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Rings from XDP. This is Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. Corey Willis from TPI. I'm Drew with D&J Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to The Diesel Podcast. Diesel Podcast. You're listening to The Diesel Podcast. The Diesel Podcast. The one and only Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We want to thank you guys for joining us today and all the iTunes reviews that you guys are giving us. There's so much great feedback and requests for guests and that's exactly where today's episode came from is we got a five-star review on there and a gentleman wanted to hear from today's guest. So we're going to be talking about 6.4 liter power stroke performance, a really fast race truck. You guys are going to love it. Before we get to it, we wanted to thank BD Diesel for helping make this episode possible. They've got a really cool product with the 48RE tap shifter. You need to go to dieselperformance.com and it's it's a really it's an innovative product. It installs clean and you can basically upshift and downshift your 48RE right on the column so it looks factory. And also Dan's Diesel Performance. Dan's has a ton of Duramax drop-in turbos. So if you want to get uh, some more airflow, make some more power, lower your EGTs for towing, things like that. It's basically just a drop-in turbo. There's not a lot of crazy things you need to do with it. Um, you can install it you know, over the weekend with your buddies if you want to. Go to dancedieselperformance.com, and you can check out all the turbos that they have for LB7 to LML. Taylor, I am glad to have you on the podcast today. You were requested on iTunes. You've got a fan out there that wanted to hear about, uh, about your race truck. That's awesome. <laughs> I just want I like to start right at the the beginning. What year truck is it? How did it start out? Was it, you know, say a purpose-built race truck at the beginning or did you kind of through time that's where it ended up? Uh well, actually it started out um I started out with a 450 and then it was just too big, so um found a regular cab local just to play around with friends on the street. So it, it didn't start out as a race truck. Um, kept it tuned exhaust for the most of the beginning. And then whenever I decided to actually build it, yeah, it just, it went full race truck. Not to the extent it's at now, but um, there wasn't really a, uh, it's not like I went to tow powers. I went straight <laughs> 475 and 4R. It's a 6.4. It's a truck yeah right? six four power stroke yeah what kind of times was it running before you went full race truck uh it started out at an eight second in the eighth mile with just a tuning exhaust and then um it actually it had three stages it had practically stopped and then i had a local shop customs by big and he actually um built the cage in it and we went to cow tracks and front four link um, and it got down to a 609 at 119 miles an hour, I think it was. Um, so that's what it was running before it turned into the truck it is today. <laughs> it, you've got some really cool pictures of the truck on Instagram, and it, it definitely has the race truck look to it. Can you tell us how that process began what turned it into the you know race truck and what uh what kind of power what kind of times are you running um so it started out i've I've been wanting to go faster for a little while 
and the truck was just heavy. Ports are heavy in general. I mean, it weighed 6,480 pounds, and that was as it was cut up. It still had a full bed, um, but it was cut up for 6,480 pounds. Um, and it was just for the amount of power I had to work with, weight was really my only option to go faster and for it to stay together for any kind of extended period of time. And I was pulling back into my house one night and did a burnout in my driveway and didn't know about it till the next time I cranked the truck up and I um, broke the low-pressure full pump gear. Mm. Brought it back to my shop and tore it all the way down and started talking about what I was going to do with it and ended up taking it over to one of my friend's shop, Customs by Biggin, and dropped it off there for him to start on. And uh, it was built for the ODSS Pro Street class. So, I mean, it's a 4,500-pound minimum. And at the time, the rules were kind of up in the air as far as what was allowed. So it's going to keep the stock cab, cut the frame behind the cab, and just do like a rear four link and then a, a front four link underneath the original frame. Um, and then as the build went on, we learned that we could cut the front end of the frame off. So um, that's why that's originally how and why it started. On the power side, what did, did you change anything up from before with the air and the fuel, or we went from before. We were originally, yeah, we were originally running a T4, um, 475, and we went to T6, 475. But as far as air and fuel, that was the only change. Um, we deleted the intercooler, so now we just run straight nitrous to cool it off for intake temps. But it's practically the entire same setup. We went from a full harness down to running just the ECM, so that was a a headache <laughs> as far as uh power setup goes what was working before um we kept it the same you know, on the engine what kind of engine work did you have done to keep it all together going down the track we i uh, well first thing i did was did away with that uh factory low pressure oil pump i went to a dry sump setup um on the side uh Went to front, deleted the front cover on the actual motor, um, feeding the oil, uh, I'm going to guess you could say the oil galley, straight from the front. Um, so we don't have any of the, the people that know a 6.4 power stroke. It's got the oil to water um, heat exchanger in the front. Um, all that's gone away. Like, don't, that's just got a, entire block off plate up there we don't even use any kind of delete plate up there anymore we actually went on the front and tapped the um, oil supplies on the front uh, just to keep a constant and um, non-restrictive oil flow straight to the front of the motor um, and that was actually the only other changes to the whole motor that we did I mean it was I, I knew what worked before. I mean, I kept a whole season running in the upper uh, ranks of horsepower-wise um, in the for Ford world. So 
I decided to uh, keep it the same practically. Um, it was, it's not for me, seeing as I don't own a shop, it's all a, for the fun and the sport of it. So, I mean, it ain't no fun if you're rebuilding motors every week <laughs> and putting new motors in it a little too costly and ain't no fun. So whenever you can unload it off the trailer from one race and do a little bit of servicing and load it back up a couple of weeks later and go race again, that's what's really fun. So it still has the, the stock rod, stock pistons? Oh, no, no. It's got it's got uh, some R&R rods in it currently. Um, I switch them back to some Carrillo's, and then um, it's got some diamond pistons in it, forged pistons in it. But those were in it from the previous motor. Okay. Got all the same ones over onto this motor. Um, but stock heads... Um, had coated heads before, but that all flaked off, so didn't see no point in going back and six four heads crack anyways. Um, aftermarket push rods, aftermarket valve springs, everything else in the heads, all stock. Um, just a, a set of cheap ARP head studs, um, factory Ford gaskets. It's really, I mean, I got a set of log custom log headers but other than that i mean it's it's really a basic motor for what it is i got a hed um engines that's right here beside me in mooresville he does all my engine work and he's got the clearances set right so i've never had problems and i'll go ahead and i'll assemble the motors my way and it, it works um for how basic and um what I see other people do and uh, all the work they put into their motors. I mean, I've been lucky for the way I do things and for them staying together. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That consistency that you, that you talked about is it's so key. Like you said, when, you know, you're, you don't have a diesel shop. It's like, you can just pull it in and, and work on it there, or have the guys work on it and make sure that it's, it's serviceable and stays together. Let you go race more. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned a 4100, so you did a 4100 swap in the truck. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I ran from Twisted Diesel up in Chesapeake. It's actually, I originally ran another company's um, back whenever I originally built. When I went back on my white truck, some people remember it. Um, whenever I originally went to a more race truck kind of setup, I swapped in the 4R100 because it never, I never had a built 5R in that truck. Going from a stock 5R to a built 4R. Um, and whenever I originally did it, I had somebody out west build it and just, I mean, nothing's going to stay together forever. So whenever I can pull out a transmission and send it somewhere more local, um, it was it was a no-brainer, and Charlie Keeter turned me on to um, Rave Brown and Twisted Diesel up in Chesapeake, Virginia. So decided to start going with them, and it was honestly the best thing I ever did for my truck. Way more consistent when you can talk to the guy building your transmissions, and um, he. I've never. Everybody else has problems with input shafts. Everybody else has problems with. Um, 
keeping transmission together. And other than a my fault changing different turbo setups every now and then and um, burning up front pumps from hot lapping, I've never had a problem out of my transmission. So um, that's a <laughs> definitely makes a more enjoyable weekend whenever you're not replacing transmission. <laughs> Now the the grand question is, and then the gentleman on the iTunes review had, had talked about how quick your truck is. So I wanted to ask you, what times is it running? And you think you got more in it? And if so, what are some ideas that you may have to and go a little bit quicker? Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely got more in it. Um, everybody always talks about tune one, tune two, tune three, tune four, tune five. <laughs> well, I mean, us us dumb Ford people, we only have. Well, they call it whatever, tow and street and performance race, whatever. Well, whatever it is, I'm only running like a 2.0 pulse width tune right now. Um, just trying to pour, pull fuel back just to keep the EGTs down, um, spray it enough to cool it off. Um, so I've still got plenty of fuel left, and I'm still, even though it's not, it's barely hazing going down the track i mean on the tune that i'm running right now i mean i still have uh, more power in that and if anybody's ever seen my nitrous setup i mean i've i'm running probably a tenth of what i could spray the thing if i wanted to so plenty of power left um i don't know exactly where the uh cutoff is for a lower end on one of these. Um, probably only running about 1,300 horsepower right now. Um, don't know exactly how far I could push it and keep a motor together consistently. But in the class for Pro Street, um, so far I've ran. I actually I was I thought I was down a little bit lower, but I was actually at 4,200 pounds, and I ran a 515 uh, at a hundred and 34, I want to say it was. Um, so I got a, I waited up because it was, it's, I don't, I don't belong in pro mod. I deserve to be in, uh, pro street. It was what the truck was built for. Um, there's practically going to be a 50 index with LeVon leading the way, but by my calculations, I should be able to, uh, fit right in there and hopefully I'll be able to stay consistent. Low, low five at 4,500 pounds is the plan. It, uh, it, it's it's so cool to hear, you know, about you guys and, and the times that you guys are running. And, you know, there's still more left in the trucks, but just how consistent they are with, with everything. And it's almost like, you know, the power levels are great, but then how do you get it to the track and how do you consistently do it? Is there a lot of time that goes into the the chassis and the suspension and that side of it to really harness the power that that you're making? Um, <laughs> it's one of them things. I've honestly I've been lucky with. I, uh, you can never be. Um, one person can do a lot of things, but if you get a lot of good people around you, um, I would rather have a bunch of. Uh, 
um, smart people around me than try than be decent at everything by myself. Um, so I've got customs by big, and actually last year he set my truck up in the parking lot at Rudy's, and then he did a little bit of fine tuning um, a couple weeks later, and I have not touched the suspension. <laughs> you are lucky. <laughs> I am extremely lucky. He hit it dead on back then. Um, so as far as I've had to work with tire pressures to get it to go down the track and keep it smooth on the top end, um, kind of uh, folding the tire within the 60 foot, but I'm not complaining about consistent 119, 60 foot. So um, just getting it done up front and staying together on the back end. If I could get myself lined up a little straighter <laughs> on the starting <laughs> line, I'd uh, I'd be pretty straight going down the track too. I hope, but it's been a handful so far. But we're, I mean, for the truck having for decent power, the truck's got less than twenty passes underneath it. So I mean, it's still in its early stages, and um, as far as actually putting the power to it. I mean, it's it's going to be a growing. I just had it, uh, just add some weight to it. I'm going to be coming out at Pro Street here at Rocky Top next weekend. So, got to do some testing, and I'm sure we've got a couple uh, modifications within between here and then. But I've been lucky for my suspension setup for sure. Almost to step back for a second is, you know, it's the the truck. It, it's really cool what you've done with it and like you said having that support network and team around you to be able to reach your goals you know and save time and and have a nice you know reliable setup so you're not always having to fix things but how did you get interested in diesel performance or just driving a diesel is it through work was it something you saw you know through you know forums or social media or something like that and thought i want a diesel yeah, back in the day, I mean, I grew up around construction. Um, my father owned a construction company, um, so we worked. And my favorite thing as a kid was to go out and work on the equipment. So I was always interested in diesels, and um, getting the truck was just the, the first step of that um, as far as for what I owned myself. And then you always have friends that, are pushing their vehicles and so you you start getting a little faster and a little faster and then I actually took my dually my 450 back in the day to um, Aaron Rudolph's shop back whenever he was still in a gas station or a it was like a old uh, gas station lube set up off of the side of the highway um, took it up to him and we got it uh, tuned and deleted. Went to the beach that weekend. It just kind of grew from there. It's funny how our friends push us to spend more money on our trucks, and then one day it's something you trailer and take around to different different race events. <laughs> yeah, I, for sure. I wouldn't. I mean, I've mentioned it several times. I wouldn't be uh, racing if it wasn't for friends um, like McCoy Black. That's where I've actually got my 
most of my truck at now. And I mean, it's it's the the friendship whenever you show up to races and you can stick around and have fun with all everybody there. Um, it's it's practically the whole reason I race. I mean, it's, you work on these trucks. I mean, all, all the competition, hundreds of hours, just to run down the track for five seconds. I mean, you do it for all the um, uh, companionship. Not going to be a good word, but all the friendship beforehand is where it really does pay off. For sure, and you and you get to you get to celebrate it too. You know, mm-hmm. so you've got, you know, friends and stuff, and you travel, and then, you know, that, that team atmosphere is what, uh, what I think pulls all of us in, you know, even if they're not race trucks, even if they're just taking it to testing teams or something, and you get to go with your friends and, and uh, you know, have some, have some fun with the truck, and then, you know, have a friendly rivalry with the guys you're competing, competing against. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you're gonna so Rocky Top is that event has grown so much. Um, that's where it's gonna be next, and then where after that, where do you plan on taking it? Uh, I mean, I can't. I honestly, I don't even remember which one's next. I don't know if it's Shides is next or I want to say Shides is next. Um, the next race at the end of because we had a two month or I think it was like right at two months off this time. And I think it's only a going to be the end of next month is going to be i think shots so i'm pretty much hitting up the odss circuit um and then i'll be going up there to uh fueled by haters event up in for it's uh diesel truck wars and it's up there at a uh, northeast dragway and i want to say it's in october maybe it's in november i think it's the first week of november um and that's honestly all I have planned for this year. We're so busy at, or I'm so busy at work. It's kind of hard to get away from. Plenty of opportunity for diesel fans and Ford, you know, six four Power Stroke guys to see your truck go down the track. And that's what's the, the coolest part of all of it is to actually see these vehicles go down the track. And it's you know sometimes up in the stands you think oh it was easy to get it there you know it just took a little bit of time and there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that go into it and a lot of people involved and it was it's cool to hear you talk about that and how much how much effort goes into it and it's uh you know the passion the excitement the friendships the the times that uh the guys like yourself put into these trucks and what they're able to do for sure for sure yeah it's uh um, I mean, it's, you definitely don't do it for the, for the work part of it, but, um, it's, uh, you definitely have something to be proud of, hopefully, hopefully by the weekend. We're going to keep our eye out and, and definitely look forward to seeing what you do at, uh, at Rocky Top and, and Shides and it was cool hearing about your truck and getting a, getting a rundown on it. And, uh, um, for sure. And I mean, anybody who's listened to this. I mean, just come up and introduce yourself at any race, and, and there ain't nothing secretive on the truck. Anything you want to look and talk about, just come up and talk to me. I don't buy it, I promise. <laughs> That's cool, Taylor. We appreciate your time today. Tell us about the truck, and wish you the best of luck on the, uh, these next couple races you got planned. Thank you very much. Um, 
And just shout out to MB Diesel and McCoy Black for always helping me out all these late nights lately. And um, thank you to Rudy for their help lately on uh, several parts for the truck, getting it back going. Um, up to uh, uh, Eric Yost at Customs by Biggin, Rave Brown for uh, Twisted Diesel. Um, for get, getting the transmission back that I've burned up this past year at Truck Wars um, with a couple new provisions hopefully we could talk about soon. So I think that's it. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to dieselperformance.com and check out BD's 48RE Tap Shifter and a ton of other products they have for 6R140s, turbo kits, any truck you have, Duramax, Cummins, Power Stroke, any year, they've got products for you. And also, Dan's Diesel Performance and their really cool drop-in turbos. They're, they they make a huge difference. So if you've got like a max effort tune, lift pump on your Duramax, want to take it a little bit farther, these drop-in turbos can help you get there. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.